0: Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Take us with you anywhere and download the TuneIn app for your computer or smartphone and listen to us live whenever and wherever you want.
1: And we are now joined by John Olseth and Kirk Brown of Recharge Minnesota. Am I I saying that right? Are you guys both of Recharge Minnesota? How does that work?
0: Yes, and uh, we have a couple different roles as well. So, John, you want to describe how this intersects with your work in the background?
2: Well, yeah, sure. I mean, this this whole program, Rich, started uh, in Mankato, uh, where I live, and I've, I've known Kirk for years. And I wanted to start an educational EV program in my community and do a ride and drive with some philanthropy to get people in the cars and. You know, we always say the cars are the classroom, and we just very simply wanted to raise some money for local charities and educate people about electric vehicles. And that turned into a major community campaign, Recharge Mankato, that um, we're finding other communities obviously want to do this. And, in fact, it's become a national nonprofit uh, that has stemmed from that called Recharge America. And maybe, Kirk, you could say a little bit more about uh, what Recharge America is, and how that links to all of our community campaigns and state programs.
0: Right. So, Recharge Minnesota is our local initiative. John participates in that initiative via the Olsa Family Foundation and Recharge America, and I participate in it as part of Recharge America as well. So, so, uh, I mean, there are uh, there are any
1: number of different organizations involved in this thing, but the uh, the umbrella is Recharge America. Or, or yep. is the umbrella of the Olseth Family F- Foundation? I, I, I'm, I'm.
0: Recharge America is the umbrella, and then the Olseth Family Foundation, with a number of other foundations, plugs in into this providing the resources to make this all possible. I
1: get it. I get it. Okay.
0: And so, our other supporters include the McKnight Foundation, the Carolyn Foundation, the Schmitt Key Family Foundation, um, and it's been really exciting to see how these entities that have a real concern for local economic development are coming together. With partners like Northfield Shares to make sure that this idea of EVs for everybody, we get that message out and we create this kind of educational experience. How does
1: how do electric vehicles uh, dovetail into um, local economic development?
0: So it's interesting. You know, when we talk about electric vehicles, we're talking about using electricity to get around, right? Right. and we're all used to going to the gas station and putting gasoline in our cars. Well, unless you're pumping oil in your community, when you buy uh, fuel at your gas station, a lot of those dollars are going someplace else. So when we start electrifying transportation, when we start using electric vehicles, we start keeping those energy dollars local. And as it turns out, we spend a lot of money getting around. Um, Anybody who's in southern Minnesota, anybody who's in Northfield and who does that drive up to the Twin Cities or – heads up north regularly. We drive a lot in these parts of the country and we spend a lot on gasoline as a result. So electric vehicles, very interestingly, they cost less to fuel and they cost less to maintain. People that own EVs, once that car is in their household, they're gonna spend about half on gas and maintenance, on fuel and maintenance, that somebody in a traditional car spends. So we estimate, and John, I love how you talk about this, we estimate that every EV, once it's in a community, generates at least $1,000 per year in local economic development for the community that houses it. And John, I love how you talk about that from your standpoint and how those numbers can add up.
2: Well, what comes out and what we find rich is this, this $1,000 fuel savings is actually pretty conservative. As soon as we start talking about this with EV owners, they're like, no, no, this is 2000 for me. This is because especially in greater Minnesota, people do, like Kirk said, a lot of driving, but with our community partners, what we talk about is like let's we'll talk about the the thousand dollar floor savings of energy costs and keeping energy dollars local, and what that means for a community like Northfield. If we have a thousand electric vehicles in that community, I'm an English guy, not a math guy, but I could tell you that a thousand times a thousand is a million dollar annual fuel savings that remains in that community. So what we're talking about is. Literally, a million dollar annual initiative, and that's front page news of what that economic message means for a Northfield for a mankato
0: The other part of this economic development equation though that's important to focus on is that for every eV that's sold, you can pretty much guarantee that there's going to be some investment that's going to be made to help support the charging of that car, and that car is, that charging is going to show up wherever the EV is housed. Maybe it's in an individual household, maybe it's in the building where somebody lives, they're living in an apartment building, but there's also gonna be investments in the community so that you can charge these vehicles around town. So that's the other side of this economic development equation we're talking about. There's a fuel and maintenance savings for the household that owns the car, but there's also a community investment dividend that gets paid because the more of these vehicles that are in communities, the more that charging infrastructure gets installed. And those installations are being conducted by our neighbors, our community members who are in those trades, who are in those businesses. So there's a great combination of factors that actually turn into this big win for communities whenever we electrify vehicles.
1: Northfield actually has two public charging stations. Um, you know, One of the things that's, that's interesting to me in this model is that these charging stations are free. Like there's, there's no, is that how it works across the country? Just plug in and you're good and and that's it.
0: It's all over the map. So sometimes charging, is free. Sometimes it's subsidized. Sometimes it's, uh, it's actually a charge, just like you would Mm -hmm. would pay for your fuel at a gas station. What's interesting though, when you compare the cost of electricity, because again, with EVs, we're using electricity as our transportation fuel, electricity costs about the equivalent of a dollar a gallon. Of gas. Wow! And the other thing that's great about electricity is that it's pretty tr- predictable. It, the, you don't see these price swings. You know, we're in a we're in a mode now where gasoline costs are going up again. It doesn't work that way in the electricity space. So not only does the cost of the fuel end up being lower and by a lot, it's also more predictable. So you're not watching your household budget take these big shocks, right. you know, month over month because right. of what's going on with
2: gasoline prices.
1: So, so what you're telling and me, Rich?
2: Was, can yeah. I can I tell you? Oh, go ahead,
1: Ray. I was just going to make a snide comment that there aren't like 14 uh, other countries in the world that are going to band together and withhold my electricity, is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and no, yeah, and in fact, actually, if you really get focused on that, not only are there not those 14 countries, there's probably in a community like Northfield thousands of households that could put solar on their roofs and actually directly charge their cars with the solar on their rooftops if they chose to. So, Do you know, yeah, it actually opens up that dimension, too.
1: That's a thing. Um, there, there's a guy who was, I can't remember his name, but he was with Rotary, and he's got an electric vehicle, and he was talking about, he was on with, uh, with Jeff Johnson a couple of months ago, talking about the fact that he, um, he's got a solar panel on his garage, and he charges his car off the uh, energy generated by that solar panel and that's that's how he does it and he's, he's, he's he feels very good about himself
2: well and he should right this, it's pretty empowering to to wake up as rich over 90 percent of electric vehicle charging happens at home you right. wake up every morning in your garage whether it's electricity coming from your own solar or from the local co-op you wake up full charge and you go and so most of our charging comes we, from the start of each of our days. And, and I will tell you not, you have more than two charging stations in Northfield. You've got four places. You've got two downtown. You've got one up at Carlton and one with, with a couple level two chargers. And you've got one also up at St. Olaf college. And what I can tell you why I know where those all are is because I've got kids who go to St. Olaf and I come to Northfield all the time. And as an EV driver, what those stations tell me is welcome welcome to our community. We've got you covered. And that is such an incredible invitation to people outside the community going in. Not only is it important for people to see in the community, hey, we believe in this. And here's visual representation of our investment in keeping energy dollars local and telling our community, we got you covered. But Northfield is literally on the EV map. When you get onto the app and say, where can I find a charge? Oh, it's here, uh, down by the Cannon River. Oh, it's here. Uh, behind the library oh there's there's one up at St. Ulth and one up in Carlton, and you get people interacting with your community in ways that they would not otherwise even recognize because they're driving by to find another community to charge and being literally put on the map is really making all the difference in these greater Minnesota communities
1: when I come to this um this event on Saturday I'm sorry what what are the hours of the event
0: so it's Saturday, October 23rd. We're going to be at Greenville Park Elementary School, you know, and that's over at 500 Lincoln, Lincoln Parkway, Northfield. And the event runs from 10 to 1 p.m., 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday, okay. October
1: 23rd. All right. As an attendee at this event, what can and should I expect?
0: So it's going to be a great day. And the first thing we have to say is say thank you to all the partners that are coming together um, to do this work, because you know, one of the things John and the Ulster Family Foundation like to point out is that this community work it takes collaboration, it takes commitment, so that we can bring EVs forward. And so, in Northfield, the City of Northfield has come forward to be part of this, along with the colleges. Carlton and Saint Olaf are both going to be there. Northfield Rotary has been a tremendous contributor and participant in this because they've got a great uh, group of uh, Rotary Rotarians who are all. EV drivers, and then XL Energy um, is also coming out to talk about the energy piece of this. But um, we're gonna have a lot going on. There's uh, <laughs> We've got Rotarians there that are bringing their EVs for an owner's show and tell, so people can go out and actually see vehicles and then also hear from owners what their experience has been. One of the things we love about this transition is all of the opportunities it creates. And so one expression of that in terms of jobs, you know, new jobs and opportunities for folks, one expression of that that's going to be on display on Saturday is that the Girl Scouts are going to be there, and they're going to be earning their engineering and technology badges participating awesome. in this event. That's um, fantastic. We're going to have an electric semi-truck from Taylor Truck Line because, you know, this transition is not just about vehicles, small cars, but it's vehicles of all types. Tesla is going to be there. They're going to be offering touchless test drives, so attendees will be able to drive their own vehicle, Solo, And each one of those vehicles is going to be fully sanitized before and after. And then finally, we really want the experience to be something that people can kind of digest and really immerse themselves in. So we're going to have a passport. When you show up, you're going to receive a passport and you're going to be able to get a stamp from each exhibitor that you um, interact with. And then that's going to make you eligible for some prizes we've got. And then finally, we're going to be doing a test your knowledge quiz. So, um, so at each exhibitor, you're going to be able to do a little quiz and have that chance to interact. So this day, this unveil of these activities over these three hours in, in Northfield, it's, it's as Northfield shares has said, uh, which is another crucial partner in, 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 in delivering this. They've said this is the first annual recharge Northfield event. And um, this event on the 23rd, we're just going to roll it out and then uh, and then and then grow it from here.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So now it was my understanding. Like there's there's been a little confusion, I think, in this. Uh, At at first, we were our understanding was that um, there would be electric vehicles that people could test drive. And then because of COVID, that decision was made. We're not going to do that. But what is this touchless test drive Tesla thing?
0: Yeah, so Tesla has a unique approach that's allowed us to thread the needle here because, yes, we're very uh, sensitive to the public health part of all this. That's why we're outside. We will have public safety measures in place in terms of distancing and sanitation so that we make sure that we're doing the best we can to be responsible. But Tesla has developed this approach where um, they're allowing folks to drive a car on their own And um, that car is going to be fully sanitized before and after. And Tesla is very uniquely equipped to be able to deliver this experience. And we love that they're doing it. And we'd love to see other car manufacturers do the same for their vehicles. Because we know that the single most important thing that you can do uh, in terms of your own education on electric vehicles is actually get into a car and drive one for the first time yourself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So just so I'm clear, I will be able to drive a Tesla on Saturday morning.
0: Get there in time. Make sure there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be demand. But if yes, you'll be able to drive a Tesla. At how, how how
1: will that work? Do you have to like literally show up and like sign up for a time? Is that how it's going to like register?
0: You'll 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 show up. You'll you'll get in the queue. We'll see how much demand there are for those vehicles. You'll you'll of course need to have a valid driver's license. You will sign a waiver um, uh, indicating that you're able to be responsibly uh, in in you know be able to run that drive. And then, yes, you'll be able to get to drive that
1: car. Excellent, uh, Mr. Olseth. Um, I, 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 I'm not exactly sure how to word this question. Um, as um, I mean, you are you are essentially representing the Olseth Family Foundation. What What are the benefits? What are the benefits for the Olseth to the Olseth Family Foundation for getting in, uh, involved with something like Recharge Minnesota?
2: I think what it, it, it's—I I would answer that in terms of what our mission is about, and it's about community. It's about partnership. It's about empowerment. It's about equity, and it's about uh, education and and relationships. And this community, these community campaigns, are really the heartbeat of change, and and new partnerships to give these communities new ways to interact within, um, with its, its neighbors, to develop a curriculum and a language that's unifying and not divisive. And what we've learned with the Olsett Family Foundation is when we live in a community and we extend um, a willingness to listen to the community's needs, uh, we are fortunate that we're able to, to hear them and to offer support, and these community EV campaigns have been such a catalyst for genuine um, involvement within the community. And so, what do I mean by that? It's 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 about bringing everyone together so we can coalesce around a shared vision. Um, and I know this all sounds a so lofty, rich, but it but but it is. And uh, when we can get diverse people around a table and around an event like this to basically make the community better and to get more people involved um, in in EVs and the economic wins of having this, it gives it gives empowerment to that community. And again, I think I'm I feel like I'm nibbling around the edges of, of what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> but I think really what it comes down to is this is we we hear from these communities that We want to be in, we do not want to be left behind and we care about our neighbors and our neighborhoods. What can we do to, um, to thrive? And with these area foundations, they're seeing that these EV campaigns really are the key, uh, to bringing people together.
0: Yeah, Rich, about 10 years ago, um, we were working with another nonprofit, but Paramount Pictures in Hollywood called us and said their CEO had just in, bought a Tesla, and they'd installed the charger, and they wanted to do a little test drive on their campus. And there, at that time, there were fewer than 5,000 EVs in the entire country, but it was the first highway-ready modern electric cars that were coming out. So we ran a test drive event on the uh, Paramount Pictures campus in Hollywood. I went down, beautiful day in Los Angeles, and I forgot to bring my sunscreen. I got badly sunburned (laughs) doing this event, but I I got to see what it was like when people had their first experience with an EV. Later that year, we had a chance to have a meeting with Google, and we said, you know, we just had this great experience. We just did this test drive on Paramount Pictures. You know, you folks at Google care about, you know, recruiting the best and the brightest. You're deeply committed to sustainability. You've done some of the greatest work on environment of any company in the world, let's do one of these test drives on your corporate campus headquarters in Mountain View. They said, yes, Google being the largest advertising platform in the world um, invited car companies to their campus and every major car company in the world um, participated in a test drive event on the Google campus. And in one day we delivered over 2,500 electric vehicle test drives to Google engineers. And you got to see for the first time what it was going to feel like when an entire city electrified. Wow. Wow. And that little nugget told us something really important, which is this wasn't an if this change is going to happen, but it's about when. It's about how fast, but importantly, who gets to participate. Now, there's no question that the Googles of the world are going to embrace this technology, and they are at scale. Um, Google has one of the largest workplace charging installations in the world, and over 40% of their um, daily energy use now is consumed by cars charging in their parking lot. The question for us who care about every part of America, and not just segments of it, is how does everybody participate? And this note that John rang, it was the first thing he said to me when he said, I wanna bring what you've done at Google, let's bring it to Minnesota, let's bring it to Mankato, let's bring it to Rochester, let's bring it to Northfield. We wanna make sure nobody gets left behind. And it was interesting, the very first conversations we had in Northfield with Northfield shares, and we had in Mankato with the Mankato Area Foundation, with these crucial local partners who are the ones who are bringing this idea forward in their communities. They said the exact same things about this electric vehicle transition that the sustainability team at Google had said eight years prior, they said, this is about livability. This is about talent, attraction, and retention. And this is about economic opportunity for the people who call this place their home. And so I think John, that's, what's in it for the old South family foundation. It's to make sure that there's no community that gets left behind, And to make sure that all these places where that could be so easily missed are actually leaders in this innovation and not laggards in it. And the last thing I'll say, and this is the really great thing that John discovered as he started doing this work in Mankato, not only is Mankato a great place to do this work, and not only is Northfield a great place to do this work, but these areas are producing the leadership talent that is actually creating the enabling technology for this transition to take place. The lead engineer for the Chevy Bolt, the Boy Bolt, graduated from Minnesota State University, Mankato, something that nobody knew until we started doing the Recharge Mankato Initiative. And similarly in Northfield, you know, the way that the community has come together and the Rotarians are leading and Northfield Shares is participating and Carolyn and Schmidt and McKnight and the Also Family Foundation are supporting the work. Now we're going to start having an opportunity to see the stories unfold for all the ways that our colleges, our technical schools, our community leaders are coming forward to advance this technology, and that's what Recharge Northfield is about. That's what Recharge Minnesota is about.
1: Kirk Brown, Reach Strategies, John Olseth, Olseth Family Foundation, both with Recharge America, Recharge Northfield. Gentlemen, is there anything else that uh, we should know about the event
0: on Saturday? It's free. Come one, come all. October 23rd, join us at the elementary school, Greenville Park Elementary School, 10 to 1. We can't wait to see you there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rich. You're here.
2: Take six.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Rich Larson. And Danny. And you can hear us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. on a show we like to call The Weekly
0: List. Yeah, we talk about music and events that are going on in the history of music.
1: We play songs and we tell the stories behind them.
0: Sometimes we disagree.
1: Well, we argue a lot about those songs. Yeah. But that's okay.
0: Anyhow, join us every Thursday on KYMN 95.1. The Ooxie. Thanks for listening to this KYMN Radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, KYMNradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety.